Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola, and it is such a joy to be back here with you today on this lovely, lovely Tuesday. Well, we're actually filming this on a Wednesday, and when I say we, I mean Miss Riley Sewell. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm stoked to be back here for the, what, the third time? Is it? Yeah. What was the first and second? It was Identity about, and I, singleness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, you're just like Caden. Caden's been on the podcast three times. I just keep coming back. And Riley just keeps coming back. <laughs> um, so I will introduce her in a second, but we're really excited to film today's episode. Riley was spontaneously in Dallas and she was like, yo, let's film a podcast. And her and I have been talking about this topic for a minute, which a you you're probably already, you know, seeing the title and you're like, huh, I wonder what they're going to say. They're probably going to come from this condemning viewpoint and this Bible beating thingy. And that's not our goal. Um, so we'll get into that. But first and foremost, I want to introduce Riley. So if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see this cute little spunky, curly haired, <laughs> overall wearing girly girl. <laughs> And Riley and I have been best friends for about three years already. Has it been more than three years? I think so. I think it's been like three and a half years, which is so crazy. <laughs> and I met Riley when I lived out in L.A. And our friend Sarah set us up. It was a blind friendship date. I'm not even kidding. And after that, we just literally stayed best friends. And she's just like one of those soul friends that mm. just gets my heart. Like truly just gets my heart. Mm and she's awesome and you'll you'll probably hear an accent because she's from new zealand if you don't know who she is she's from new zealand and riley just just introduce yourself welcome to the podcast again well what's up everybody honestly our janine and i's friendship i always say is like pick friends that are good for you and great for the kingdom and that's exactly what janine and i have been so i just pray that into the people that are listening to this right now that you find those good for you and great for you great for the kingdom friendships but I grew up in New Zealand on a farm. I rode horses. I had a wild childhood, tons of traveling, and I moved to America a few years ago. I work for the largest homeless shelter in San Francisco. I'm writing a book about my life. Yes. The biggest biggest thing is I love Jesus, and I just love people so, so, so much. She does. I can confirm that. <laughs> uh, I've seen her do that, you know, very, very well. She's been one of my dearest friends that is so intentional and you're just like someone that I can literally talk to about anything like literally anything and within that anything that is the conversation of sex and masturbation and, and pornography porn and lust and the desires that we have in our past and things mm-hmm. that we've struggled with and I genuinely feel like there's nothing you don't know about me which is the way that we want to live. We want to live so in the light, so above reproach, with accountability, with freedom, with, you know, high conviction, and with nothing that's not on the table, Mm -hmm. not hiding anything. Mm -hmm. And I think what a beautiful way to live because that is where you find freedom and you feel known, and I think that's just the way that God wants us to live. Yeah, I met this guy in a coffee shop the other day, and he said to me, I want to die with no secrets. And I love mm. that. Like, does do your does your community know everything about you? And there's mm-hmm. such freedom. Like, we both know this. There's such freedom when your community knows everything about you. And it's love is to be fully known and fully loved. But it's the fully known part that a lot of us are missing in our lives. Right. Yeah, I think we know a lot of people. And we go to mm. lunch with people. And we go to dinner with people. But there's still always a little bit of an aspect that we hide out of, you know, fear or 
discomfort or, you know, I'm, I'm okay to tell them this part, but I'm not okay to tell them that part because what would they think? And they would condemn me and I would be alone in this or no one else struggles with this. Like I do, or this is just the one thing that I'm sorry, this is the hill I'm willing to die on. Like no one will know this about me and I don't want to live my life like that. And that's just kind of why we, want to talk about this topic today. Um, This is going to be, I think, a longer podcast. This is not a conversation you can just rush through because this has so much nuance to it, so Mm -hmm. many things. I mean, each of these things that we we want to talk about, whether that's masturbation or porn or lust or self-control or secrets or addictions or the way maybe sexual abuse has hurt you in the Mm -hmm. past or anything, these are all separate topics that... We, of course, are condensing into one, and I know that this is not something you can just rush through. And so we want to be careful and watchful of what we say, but we also want to provide freedom. We also want to provide scripture. We want to do this in a loving, graceful Mm -hmm. way. We literally prayed before filming this podcast of just like, God, would you give us the words? Mm -hmm. And we don't want to just you know, brush through this because we know there's hurt involved in this. We know there's pain involved in this. We know that there's secrecy and addictions and years and trauma or whatever the case may be. And we don't want to be flippant about it. Yeah. And I just want to say is that God has such sympathy on everything that you do because your sexuality is a part of your God-given desire. Like God made you and he gave you a sex drive. He gave you the ability to have an orgasm. It's part of who you are and it's a beautiful part of your design, your divine design. And so I just want to say is is that one, God loves that part about you. And two, I want to say I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I feel like so many people that are listening right now, you haven't had the spaces to talk about these things. Because the, I, one of the things I wrote is that the world perverts our sexuality, the church shames it, but the kingdom celebrates it. Mm. And so you're in the world, it's perverting it. You're in the church, it's shaming it. And you're sitting here like, okay, well, I have a sex drive. I have these desires. What am I meant to do? Right. And then maybe you're addicted to pornography or masturbation. And you're sitting here and you you don't have that safe space. So I just want to say I'm sorry and Two, that God has sympathy on the things that you do. Amen. That was really good. I like that saying. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's exactly why we want to do this. And we're going to be pretty blunt. We're going to be pretty brutally honest. I mean, the fact that Riley just threw the word orgasm out there, you don't hear the church say that. Mm -hmm. And we're not condemning the church because I think the church doesn't even know what to do with this conversation. And there is literally this book from Mo Isom called Sex. I'm looking at my book. Sex, Jesus, and the conversation the church forgot. I recommend that because it talks about this thing. And yeah. um, purity culture was something that affected me growing up. I don't know how you felt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, It's for a good reason. The intentions were pure. But I think the actions of that, the way they went about it and the words they said mm-hmm. were more hurtful than helpful in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so when we had all these questions of like, what do I do if I'm horny? What do I do <laughs> if I am sexually frustrated? What do I do if I did sleep with that guy. What do Mm. I do if I masturbated? What do I do with these urges and desires that I have? Mm. And I have nobody to talk to about it because no one's talking about it. So what do we do? We go and and Google it. And does God hate me because, and does God hate me? And the answer is no. 
But then we go and we Google it and we research it and we find the answer in yeah. worldly ways oh, that's when good. that's not really where God wanted us to find the answers. You know, I grew up very curious because my parents didn't teach me about sex. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, accidentally, literally, like, saw porn on the TV. And it was just mm-hmm. in front of my face. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, what were they doing? What was that? Why was she doing that? Like, it was so confusing. And so that caused me to spiral and be like, what, what was that? Because my Mm -hmm. parents didn't tell me the church didn't tell me, and I don't want that to be the case for other people. And so Mm -hmm. that caused me to find out answers in a very unhealthy way that later fed into an addiction that I was not proud of. I was hiding for Mm -hmm. years and years and years. And so I say that to say, I understand you. I empathize with you. You're not alone. However, I have overcome this. And that's why I feel like I'm able to provide answers and provide freedom because I know what it's like to struggle to have questions, but also I have the solution to the problem. Yeah. And the average age of the person first watching pornography is 11. And the largest consumers of pornography is 11 to 18. And so it's young people are watching a lot of pornography. And I love that we both can stand in here. And why we intentionally chose this subject is because like Jay just said, we have freedom in it. Yeah. And that's what we desperately want to give you. We want you to be educated, but we also want to give you the freedom and the practical steps, which is what we're going to get into soon. But I just want to share this one vision that I had when I was 16. I had this vision of me in a desert and I was really thirsty. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I just want water. And I see a bucket of dirty water. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm so thirsty. I'm just going to drink that water. Like it looks gross, but I just need some water. So I drink it. And then I have the same vision where I'm in the desert. I'm really, I'm really thirsty, but I see that dirty water next to a stream of fresh water what do you pick the fresh water and this is why I bring this up is this is such a beautiful like picture of our sexuality is we keep we're so thirsty we have these sexual desires we keep going to the dirty water and it doesn't even make us feel good like porn and masturbation so often feel like fast food they don't Mm. they might satisfy us in the moment but they give us no nutritional soul value and they don't help us become better people they they often like we did so much research before this it's the opposite happens they like just don't help our relationships they don't help our sex drive and so those are just things we want to get into but we wanted to talk about the dirty water and then end on the clean water Mm, that's so good right yeah and I think something that we want to preface first and foremost is that you know this is a safe space like we're Mm. not here to condemn you we're not not here to shame you like we're literally just here simply to provide solutions to provide freedom because that's the lie that I think for so long in culture has been specifically for women. And I know there's like 90% women on my podcast Mm. is that I'm the only one girls don't struggle with this. This is only a guy problem. The church (laughs) does that. The church is like, and men, you need to work on your self-control and your lust issue. And I being a girl that struggled with that growing up, I was like, but what about me? Like, (laughs) like I struggle with that. What the heck? And so Mm. we're here to just like, like let you know that you're not alone in this and that Mm. we have found freedom from this. And sex, sexually, no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say, <laughs> secondly, it, this word's getting in my head. <laughs> secondly, what Riley said is that this is a good thing. Like God gave us the desire to have, to want to have sex, to have these sexual desires, but he created that to be within a safe space within the confines of marriage where there's mm. protection and it's sacred. There's a covenant. It's this person that's dying to self, that's sacrificing, that's choosing you. They choose your body to serve you and please you for the rest of your life. And they're not cheating on you with some images or some videos on the screen. And so just know that the desires are good, but often we 
want godly desires and we go about it in an ungodly way. And so the desire for, you know, wanting love or intimacy or sex or to, you know, have this, you know, desire for being pleased, it's not necessarily bad, but we go about it in a sinful Mm -hmm. wrong way that later in the end steals us of our joy and there's counterfeit and it just corrupts what God intended originally to be good and the enemy twists and makes it bad. Yeah, and I have a blog where I write about these things. And in the blog, I say that purity is not whose skin touches whose. It's whether your tranquility or your peace of mind is disrupted. Because that's the thing. It's Mm. like when we do these things, we both know. Like in the past when I masturbated, I, I finished it and I was like, where is my peace gone? Right. Like, I don't feel like a better version of myself after it. And it mm-hmm. felt like it was a, a discredit to the design that God had for me. And just so we can set the scene, because I feel like there's people that are listening right now. They're like, no, I'm the only one. Trust me. Like, yeah. there's nobody else. Well, you let me just say let you're not the only you. one. Because according to the world's largest masturbation survey, people between 18 to 74 in 18 countries, 95% of men and 89% of women, 89%. See, we think more women don't masturbate. Yep. Masturbate regularly, which means once a week. 40% of men, 22% of women masturbate daily. And then when it comes to porn, it's 73% of women and 98% of men watch wow. porn. And so if you're sitting there thinking, oh, no, it's just me. Oh, and even, okay, married couples, 70% of married couples masturbate. It's There is so many people out there that are doing this and you are struggling with it and you're caught in these cycles of like shame, you shame yourself, you shame Mm -hmm. yourself and just know first of all that you are not alone in this. That we had this cool experience at an event where we both had had two different girls that were talking to us and Jay, you can carry on the story. Well, yeah, I mean, just really quickly, I even wrote it down and obviously Riley can tap in too, but I went to um, Pennsylvania in October to speak at an event and I did like this altar call at the end and I basically was like, Some of y'all are going to find freedom. There's some things that some of y'all have Mm -hmm. been carrying for years and you know, it's disturbing your peace. You know, it's stealing your joy. You know, God is calling you higher. You know Mm -hmm. that it's robbing you of life. And I want y'all to confess that and lay that at Jesus's feet tonight. And one girl, these, these two best friends came to Pennsylvania specifically to see me speak, which was very honoring and very humbling at the same time. I was like, why me? But they came together and we were chatting with them before the event. And then that night, um, after we had done the altar call, one of the girls came to me and then one of the girls came to Riley and we were both individually praying for them. And, you know, one girl's weeping to me. I look over the other girl's weeping to Riley. And one of the girls came to me and she's like, you know, when you did that altar call, I just knew I needed to confess. I'm carrying this for so long. Mm. And I was just kind of like, I know what she's going to say. And <laughs> she was like, I struggled with masturbation. I've been carrying this weight for so long. I know it's wrong, but I don't know how to mm. stop. And I'm like, well, have you told anyone? She was like, no. And I'm like, have you told your best friend? And she's like, no. And I'm like, I can guarantee you your best friend's struggling with the same thing. Meanwhile, she's her best friend is over talking to me, crying about the same thing, thinking her best friend would surely not struggle with this. Mm-hmm. And so Jay and I look at each other, and we have this moment where we're like, <laughs> wait, I, is your girl crying about the same thing? And I was like, mm-hmm. And, and so we were like, sit them down. And we're like, you guys need to talk to each other. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite moments in that was that the, they said to us, I already feel so much freedom. They did. They what, literally were like, a weight is lifted off my shoulder. Like They were like, I feel so confident. I'm going to overcome this. Because confession is always the first step to freedom. Yeah. And if you're here and you're listening and you're struggling with it, well, let me say, I know it takes a shot of courage and three seconds of courage, but your first step to freedom is going to be confession. Amen. And 
that story is just like a prime example of two girls who thought they were alone. They were hiding. The enemy mm. deceived them and tricked them into believing, hey, this is just you. This is just a you problem. It's it's fine. Don't tell anyone. It's okay. It's just one last time mm. I'm doing this again. One last time, one last time. Mm. And you always think it's going to be one last time, and it's not. Because I know from experience, it's not. You do it over <laughs> yeah. and over and over, and you just feel so guilty and so shameful. And you're like, God, like, I thought I was free from this. Like, I'm embarrassed. And then it makes you just, like, further into this, like, hole of just shame and guilt. Mm. And I think... That's where these girls were. But the second they opened up and they confessed and they told someone so that they can hold each other accountable and walk through this together, they found freedom. And that was just a beautiful picture of like what Riley and I do, what we want for y'all. And that is how you stay on track of walking uprightly and righteously is confession and accountability and also walking by the spirit. And we'll get into more practical steps at the end of this podcast. Yeah. And we were talking yesterday at the kitchen table about compromise mm-hmm. and how like if like let's say a boat is trying to make it to an island, but it the wind is blowing and it shifts the boat off just slightly, just one little compromise at a time. Eventually the boat's going to be going in an entirely different direction, won't even make it to the island. And see, we sacrifice our uh, us making it to our goals and becoming the person we were meant to do one compromise at a time. And I know it can be so easy just to slip up into it, slip up into it, especially if it's an addiction, which both pornography and masturbation can be an addiction. And just so you understand is that when you when you orgasm, it releases something called oxytocin, which is a bonding drug. It's the it's as powerful it's the same drug that is released between a mother and a baby Mm. like you know that that connection between a mother and a baby is so strong like moms will like lift cars for their baby but that's what happens in your body you are bonding to either an image in your mind or an image on a screen and that's how powerful it is and then not only an object yeah or an object that's like a vibrator yeah and that's but and then not only is it pornography and masturbation and orgasm releasing oxytocin, but it's also releasing dopamine, which means it's like dopamine is our brain trying to chase the the first high. And so what happens is like you watch one thing about pornography, or maybe at first, like I've had girls email me, and at first it's just a kissing scene that you read in a yeah. book, and then <clears> you want more, and you want more, and you want more, and then slowly but surely, you're watching and reading and consuming things you would have never allowed yourself to do a year before, yeah. because dopamine is trying to make you chase that same high over and over and over again, and also another thing to to help you understand is that self awareness is one of the best things to overcome addiction, because. I know for me in the past, like years ago when I like struggled with maceration, there was, I was often doing it because of something, whether it was a pain mechanism, a numbing tactic or yep. escapist behavior. So for me, I'd get rejected. And then that was my go-to. Cause I was just like, I have to chase a high. I just don't want to feel my feelings right now. And for you, there's some reason that you're there's, you get triggered some way mm-hmm. and that's your go-to. And so understanding why, what did you feel before you wanted to masturbate? What did you feel before right. you wanted to watch porn is going to help you end that cycle. That's so good, right? And that's actually was going to be one of the steps I said in overcoming it is, you know, finding your triggers and your reasons, whether Mm. that's boredom or loneliness or like what Riley said, you saw a movie or you heard someone talk about Mm. their experience and you became curious. It's so important to take those thoughts captive and to tell someone, you know, like I think it's super important to be like, 
Hey, like I literally, I'm going to be so brutally honest. Like <laughs> literally on the plane ride recently I was on, I like saw this movie and they didn't even like show anything in the movie, like sex scene wise, but I knew they were like obviously having sex. And it was like this super passionate mm. scene. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like suddenly I'm like aroused. And so <laughs> I went and like told Maddie and I like confess that to Maddie because that like mess with me and that's how it works. And that is what culture is pushing over and over and over and over, whether that's social media or books or movies or podcasts. I mean, there's podcasts now that are openly talking about this. And also this is what's been kind of breaking my heart is that I've grown up on YouTube and I've seen just so many YouTubers posting about promoting vibrators and promoting porn websites, their favorite porn websites, posting about soft porn and that how that's more romantic and steamy for girls to watch and their lingerie. And I just, it, it literally breaks my heart because I feel like a culture and a generation is being brainwashed and a, a generation is being lied to and deceived that this is where you find life and this is where you find pleasure and this is where, you know, you just discover your body and you just do it and if a man won't do it for you, you do it for yourself and you find the what pleases you and you get your vibrators and sign it for this website. And I'm just like, man, when I think about the way that God designed Adam and Eve and the way he designed love and the way he designed sex, I don't think it was that. Like, I don't think it was using a vibrator and getting this lingerie and getting this website to just please yourself because now in turn, instead of about laying your life down and making love about sacrifice and sex about sacrifice, it's all about self-arousement uh, and how can I just please myself, self-gratification. Mm. And I don't think that's really what purely love is because love is dying to self and love is sacrifice. And that's not what culture is promoting anymore. If this man can't please you, then leave him. You know, like, if he can't make you orgasm first, then leave him. It's like, that's not biblical. I don't think that's the way God ordained and designed it to be. Yeah, imagine trying to replace porn as, porn is patient, porn is kind. You know, the scripture. Oh, it's It's not. It's literally false, (laughs) manipulated, contrived videos to make you believe that that's, like, what love is and and sex is. And it also is selling you things that are unrealistic and fake. Yeah. Like they they're they're a lot of actors are literally acting some like there's so much work that I've done on people on different parts of their body. It's not real. And so you're comparing it to yourself, your body, your sexual activity to this thing on the screen that is fake. I mean, it prostitutes the real definition of love. Like real love is what can I give, not what can I get. And real true love is like, how can I serve you? How can I respect you? But yeah, porn, you. porn is like, let's dominate control, like 50 shades of gray. Yep. That's the opposite let's of Let's beat love. each other up. Let's tie each other up. Let's slap and whip each other. Uh, it's like, Jesus is like, um, Jesus is like, did I, did I um, do that? nope (laughs) I died for you right and I served you and that's love and again I I feel like we're getting heated because (laughs) we are passionate about this I am passionate about Mm -hmm. this because this is a massive part of my story I wouldn't be as passionate about this if I had not experienced this in my past with the addictions of masturbation and porn growing up and finding freedom from that and also, you know, having lost my virginity um, to the guy that I, you know, dated in, in college and seeing the way that that affected me, the way porn affected me, the way that masturbation affected me, y'all, like I was deep in a hole of sin and regret and shame and guilt and hiding. And what did that get me? Like literally nothing. Like I was so deep in this that 
I was in bondage, like truly in bondage. And I didn't know how to overcome it. And I think there's so many people that are listening to this and they're like, that's me. Like I am that girl or I am that guy that's walking through that right now. And that's why I'm here today because I want to show you that you can overcome this and it's killing you and it's robbing you of joy. It's robbing your future marriage. It's robbing your future Mm -hmm. sex life right now. And that's why I want you to choose to lay that down, to choose your spirit, to not Mm -hmm. gratify the desires of your flesh, to gain some self-control, to walk by the spirit and let people into this because there you will find freedom. Yeah. And, and while shame accelerates the pain cycle, love ends shame. And there's no greater love than God's love. And so I just want you to know that there's not a single moment that God doesn't look away from you. He is staring at you with the most loving eyes, with so much compassion that if you were the only person on earth, he would die for you. There is literally nothing you can do. There's nothing you can watch. There's nothing you can consume that is going to end God's love for you. It's as far from the east from the west is what the things that you have done. Mm -hmm. And God's love is going to pursue you over and over and over again that he doesn't look at you and be like, oh, she's not my daughter. Oh, Oh, he's not my son. Oh, how could they? No, he looks at you with pure love. And so the thing I want to encourage you to say is the moment you end, the moment you watch pornography, you masturbate, whatever it may be, you have sex with that person, I want you to tell yourself this one statement over and over and over and over again because trust me, it'll rewire your brain. Because so many of us say this, like, it's like, don't think of a pink elephant. What are you going to think of? You think of a pink elephant. It's like, oh, (coughs) Riley, don't masturbate. My brain's going to be like, oh. Hello. Yep. And so what I want you to say to yourself is a sentence. God has never loved me more than this moment. God has never loved me more than this moment. You're going to just say that to yourself over and over and over again, because instead of looking at the thing that you don't want to do, you're going to be looking in the loving eyes of Jesus. Mm, that was a bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that Riley said that because like, Getting a revelation or deeper revelation of God's love and his Mm. design is what allows us to be like, wow, this is actually good. Because I think, again, culture is like, it's your body. You do whatever you want. Sex is fine. It's whatever. Mm. Discover your body, this and that. And I just feel like if you got a deeper revelation of why God ordains this and his love and how much he cares for you and how much this is actually out of protection rather than prevention you'll get a, deep, a deeper revelation. Oh, it'll good. it'll set you free where you're like, wow. Protection, not protection. And people think, well, God's just trying to like, you know, I want to be able to do what I want with my body. I want to be able to have, you know, sex. Like, I love him. Why is this a big deal? But it's because God loves you and he's protecting you from heartache and, and, bond, and bondage and ties with this person. When you break up, it's more painful and it rips mm-hmm. you apart from that person. And just like the guilt and shame that comes with that. It's like a slow burner. And something that I wrote down was that like lust and these desires of like porn and masturbation and lust, these are like hidden sins that no one ever has to see. Like Mm. if someone's getting drunk, everyone can see that because we know you're getting drunk. If you're smoking weed, we can see that. We might be able to see that you're stealing. We might be able to see like other ones that are way more visible. This Mm. is like the invisible sin that slowly but surely kills you. 
and it kills your spirit and deep down inside you're like why am I like this and you can't pinpoint why maybe you have a lack of intimacy with people or you're training for a variety with multiple people where you don't want to connect with anyone at all because you've trained for variety for so long or you can't really let someone in because all you've known for so many years is like I can do this by myself like I don't need you I can please myself so I don't need you like and so you're training again for this lack of intimacy when in marriage, that's like the deepest intimacy that you can have. And that's why I'm trying to say like for your future marriage and for your future self and your future, just walk with Christ. We want you to find freedom from this. Now, this is like the hidden sin that like no one has to know what you're doing. Yeah. No one has to know what your thoughts are, what you're thinking, how you're thinking of what's underneath that person's clothes or what porn you're watching or what masturbation you're doing. Mm-hmm. But again, this is the stuff that messes with you. It's like, how do you genuinely feel after that? Do you genuinely feel more joyful or more peaceful or more happy or more set free or more in touch with God or more in touch with people? Like it's the one that really does rob you of joy. And I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm genuinely just trying to convict you to call you higher and to call you into the light. Because again, I want you to find freedom and see truly why God ordains this because again it's protection for the children that he loves is that God disciplines those he loves it doesn't just say that God just disciplines us it says because he loves us and because he loves us he says hey I have a better way I have a plan a path to life it's a narrow path that not many are going to choose but choose this and there you will find Mm -hmm. life that's so good which means that if it is a hidden sin it's really up to you to decide what you're going to do about this yeah because nobody nobody is holding you accountable it is up to you and you hold hold the control right now and so I'm going to ask you what are you going to do about it what steps are you going to take about it for this next week are you going to find the courage that is within you to confess to somebody are you going to put like apps on your laptop that prevent porn sites? Are you going to go and charge your phone outside of your room? Are you going to only be in your bed when you want to sleep? Like it is up to you and there are steps that we've been sharing along the way, but I just want you to know that it's up to you, but you got this because the strength of God is in you. And we, we know like, it was a struggle, y'all, yeah. for both of us. And but we stand can. here being like, you can do it. Yes, you can. We are literally living proof of showing that, you know, some people might look at us and be like, wow, you're boring. And like, why would you want to miss out on having sex and all this fun in your 20s? Like, this is when you're the most like horny, whatever. And it's like, we are living proof of like dying to your flesh actually mm. brings you more life. Like I want to be able to be so intimate and say to my future spouse, like look him dead in the mm. eyes and be like, I waited for you. Mm. And also stand before God and say, I waited for you, God, out of love and obedience for you. Mm. I waited not because I'm trying to be holier than thou, not because I'm trying to be like, everyone look at me, I'm celibate, not mm. because I'm trying to be boastful, but because it, it really is hard, but I want to be able to say, God, like I, I killed my flesh and I walked by my spirit for you because I love you. And I know that your ways are better. And we're going to go through some practical steps here and just like 
a second. We know that this is hard and maybe you feel condemned right now or maybe you're like easy for y'all to say um, or maybe you're just like, you don't understand, Janine. Like I've been in this for so many years or all my friends do it. Um, and maybe again, you're struggling because of social media or your phone or what you're watching. But that's why we're going to try to challenge you and call you higher to just say, watch what you're feeding because what you feed grows. When I was in Pennsylvania, I had this little analogy that I heard from another pastor about, you know, sin being like a stray cat. And I've said this before, but it's the same way with sin or any of these things of exactly like what it is of what you feed grows. So say that sin is like this stray cat and this stray cat keeps coming to your house over and over and over. And he's like, meow, meow, meow. He's knocking on your door. Feed me, feed me, feed me. And you keep seeing this sin. And so you're like, oh my gosh, I got to feed it. I can't, I got to feed it. It keeps knocking at my door. It keeps knocking at my door. It keeps meowing. It keeps meowing. And that's like sin. You're like, it keeps knocking. These temptations keep coming back. And so what do you do? You feed it over and over and over. And so when you keep feeding this stray cat, the stray cat's like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. This person is caving into my every single need. So I'm going to keep coming back because this feels great. I'm being fed. I have water. I have a place to lay my Mm -hmm. head. So sin is just taking home in your heart. Mm -hmm. This lust is taking home in your mind and it's thriving because you're allowing it to thrive. But until you starve that cat, you know what, stray cat, I'm no longer going to feed you. I'm going to block my phone. I'm going to delete my subscription to Netflix. I'm going to tell someone I'm going to get covenant eyes for my phone. I'm going to no longer use social media past nine o'clock or whatever the case may be. What's, where's that cat going to go? That cat's going to go away because you're no longer feeding it. And that is exactly how it is with sin. If you starve sin, it's going to leave. That's a whole word. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Okay, let's get into the practical steps. Let's do it. We've said a lot of them, but let's go over them really quickly. One, say to yourself, God has never loved me more than this moment. Declare God's love over your situation. Two, download software like Covenant Eyes or Triple X Church or join social movements like Fight the New Drug. Because I know for me that um, when I told somebody that uh, pornography increased human trafficking that was all this person needed to know because sometimes just a little bit of education like fight the new drug has incredible content just a little bit of education if you hear that if you know that by you watching pornography increases human trafficking happening i like doesn't that hurt your heart like so education is a great way another thing is that your desire to masturbate and these like these desires when they hit you the urge usually only lasts for 20 minutes so that's why like I remember uh, I think it was like two years the very beginning of COVID I was like I really I really want to do it I really want to do it so I like call my my friend Tati and I'm like Tati I want to do it and then she's like go for a run so I literally just start running around the block (laughs) for like 20 minutes I'm like I come back and I'm like okay boom I got it and so like those those urges are like waves and they rise up and so just distract yourself like a mom distracts a kid in the supermarket yes (laughs) kind of what we said I mean I have some points and she has some points but yeah just watching what you entertain and so Proverbs 4 23 says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it so if we are filling our minds with these movies, even songs. There's so many songs I've had to delete from my Spotify years ago because when I would listen to them, all of a sudden I would get all these lustful thoughts. And so, you know, movies, books, social media, um, TV shows. I mean, there's so many shows. Like that show You, 
on um, Netflix, I literally had to stop watching it because it was messing with me. And so that's the type of thing where you got to be really, really proactive about this because same thing that Riley said about like, the one small compromise of the ship sailing a little bit, one nautical off, like all of a sudden you get to this one spot and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I end up here? Why am I addicted again? Why do I feel so shameful and enslaved again? It's because the small compromises, they matter, y'all. They matter. And so be mindful of what you're mindful of and be careful when you're watching these shows that you're not just like, this is fine. And I know it's so easy to do because no one else is watching you. No one else is in the room with you. But mm. just try to really just be like, God, help mm-hmm. me. Holy Spirit, help me. Because he He is going to help you. That's why he's called the helper. Yeah. I mean, I once wrote a prayer and I was like, God, make it easy for me to never have to do this again. And that prayer, game changer. Wow. Because God can give you the strength. Like, just as Solomon asked for wisdom, you can ask for strength right now. So I would encourage you, talk to God about it and have an honest conversation with him. Open up your journal. Like I said, self-awareness is so key. Open up your journal and start writing about it. And like, you could... You, you could ask yourself questions like, why do I want this happy shot? What did I feel before and after? Is this an addiction? AKA, can I go three days without it? Mm. What time of the day do I usually do it? Where am I when the urge strikes? Yep. Have I talked to somebody about this? Like, write, take these questions, write them down in your journal. And we talked about this before, but not only telling somebody confession as the first step to healing, but also picking an accountability partner. One yeah. of my friends is that for me. And um, I mean, I found so much freedom since then, so I haven't really, haven't really had to talk about yeah. it. But like before, I'd be like, "Okay, girl, we need to talk about this." And then again, like I said, put your phone outside your room or whatever you're using, the book, whatever it may be. If it's a book, destroy the book, throw the book away. Yeah. And it's like because run, like there's so many it, scriptures in the Bible. It's like run from the thi- like flee. flee. It literally says sin. flee. Um, and then also the importance of like naming your desires and naming your um, like what you're experiencing in your brain is like from a uh, from our brain's perspective, we have two parts of our brain, which is one part is the primal part, which is like, I want to have sex right now. And then there's the other part, which is the prefrontal vortex, which is what animals don't have. And this part of our brain means that if we name a desire and we say and we, we can literally tell the primal part of our brain to calm down. That's how powerful our brain is. So by you expressing and processing why and when you want to masturbate or watch porn, that's going to help you speak to that primal part of your brain that's like, we got to do it now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. No, seriously. Um, And something, too, is just taking your thoughts captive because sometimes – it's not even just the actions. It's like, it's all mental. It's in your brain. It's, it's these thoughts. And the Bible even says, if you even just look at a woman and have a thought, like you've already committed adultery because that's how powerful our brains are. And so there's been so many times where I've literally just been like, in Jesus name, I rebuke this thought. Mm. And first Corinthians 10, five says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. So if you get that thought of like, oh man, I want to see what's underneath that girl's dress or, um, whatever, like, oh, I'm super horny or whatever. Like I literally will be like, no, in Jesus name, leave. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling you it works because these thoughts have no power, only the power that you give it. And we have dominion authority over these thoughts to submit it to Christ and like Mm. make it obedient to Jesus's name. And it has to leave. It literally has to, because it's not from God. Amen. That is so good. (laughs) Well, I know that this was a lot of information. A lot. And 
I hope that above it all, you realize that that God never stopped loving you, mm-hmm. that you are so not alone in your struggle, and that community is going to be such an answer to your healing and your freedom. Amen. And that knowing that you can overcome this by the Holy Spirit, yeah. um, you know, you might think like, I'll never be able to be set free. This is just who I am. This is just my identity. This is all I've known, like easy for you to say. But I want to remind you of this verse as well. It's 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, And it says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation, oh, he will also, also provide the way of an escape that you may be able to endure it. There is always an escape. There is always a way out. And God will never let you be tempted, tempted beyond what you can handle. Like he is always there providing a solution. And that's when you call on Jesus's name. And the Bible says in Psalm 119.9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. By the word, y'all, this is how we break chains. This is how we become free Mm -hmm. as we inform ourselves and then we apply that to our lives. We apply that to our heart. We don't apply what the world is teaching us, but we apply what God is teaching us. And that is how we find freedom as we feed our spirit, which is the Bible, our community, church, Mm -hmm. worship music, godly podcasts, godly people, Mm -hmm. um, and just combating the enemy. The Bible says if we resist the devil, he will flee in James four, five or James four, seven through eight. So if you tell the enemy, leave, resist Mm -hmm. him and like submit that to Jesus, like the enemy has to flee. He has to leave. Yeah. And, and know that purity is not something you lose, but it's something you gain as you walk closer to Jesus. And, and what that looks like in your practical terms is it's not just like once you get to that point and I know you're going to get there where you can't remember the last time you masturbated or watched porn, it's not, your journey is not yet over. And what I mean by that is that you, it's also, it's so much more than just those acts. It's also, what do I think? Do I have yeah. a pure mind? Do I have a pure heart? You know, for me, my Netflix is only at PG. Like I can really only watch kids things. And it's like, because I don't, like uh, that's no longer a struggle in my life, but I'm going to go closer and closer and closer to Jesus and consume. Like, I don't listen to like that much of the crazy R and B music. That I don't I either. To. I can't. And, and it's because we're getting closer and closer to God that that dirty water just doesn't even seem appealing. Mm. And all we want is that clean water. Yeah, that's so good. I completely agree. And, and the more that you walk in this, the easier it becomes. I know that this might be a struggle for a lot of people still. And like, this is still something I struggle with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we have these godly desires still, but we're choosing to still say, God, I'm going to choose you. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait because I know that there's a promise that we're waiting for. And there's going to be blessings on the other side of our obedience. Yeah. And so, um, that's kind of why we do it. And so I don't know. Should we pray? Yeah, I just want to say, like, you got this, you guys. We're with you. Um, We know that this journey might be hard, but it's not impossible. With man, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's some of y'all are like, that's great. Thanks for providing us all this information, but how do I do this? And, like, that's why we want to pray for you. Yeah. Okay. I'll settle in where you are right now. Mm. Jesus. You are the answer. You've always been. And God, we just speak this spirit of courage into every single person that listens to this right now, that they would have strength. And in the name of Jesus, I declare that it would be 
easy for them to never again watch pornography, never again masturbate, God. I, Lord, I speak the spirit of conviction in them. And I also ask God that they would talk to themselves like they talk to the person they respect. Yeah. I ask for the people that their mind is just like so mean to themselves, Lord. I pray that they would shift their minds, that they take captive of their minds, that they'd start speaking encouragement over their minds, Lord. And God, I just see you right now holding them, holding this person that's listening so close, so intimately. You have them held against your chest and you're saying, I've got you. You are going to overcome this. My strength is in you. You have got this. And so I just pray that people would feel the intimacy and the presence of God right now. Yes, Lord. Lord, I just pray for um, the people that are, they've been carrying this weight for a very, very, very long time. And the picture that I see is that they are walking and there's this extremely heavy, like weighted metal Mm. ball that's just been dragging behind them for years. And even though they've tried so hard to just take it off or to run or to, to try to do it in their own strength, God, would you remind them that you are the one that takes off those shackles? You are the one that gives us strength by your spirit. That is how we find freedom. And God, I just thank you for your forgiveness. That for someone that's like, no, I will never be forgiven for this. I'm too dirty. I'm too far gone. I'm too much in my sin. How can anyone love me? How can any guy want me after this? How could God ever look at me with pure eyes again? I want to just break that right now because God, you can. You say in John, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. God, would you just cleanse us, give us pure hearts and clean hands and let the person know that you forgive them, that you love them, that you are not mad at them and that you will provide a way out of this temptation, that there is nothing that we cannot overcome by you and your Holy Spirit. So would your Holy Spirit come upon this person to provide a way out of this sin, out of this struggle, out of this thing that has enslaved them for so many years. Just in the Bible in Matthew 5, that the demon was was isolated, was in shackles in this cave for many, many years. But Jesus, you came and you came and took off the shackles and you prayed over them and you healed them and you set them free and they came running out of that cave into freedom. God, I want that for someone today. Lord, would you remind someone today, God, that your ways are better that your ways are life-giving. Your ways bring us joy and freedom and peace. And God, I've experienced that in my life, and I want that for every person listening to this, that we find peace in your name, Jesus. This is not something out of prevention or because you don't want us to have fun or you don't want us just to live our best lives, but by following you, we find our best lives. The world will promise something and it will always rob us of joy. It will always give us counterfeit stuff. But God, you give us life and life eternally. And that is what we want. So Lord, I pray for anyone that's feeling condemned or judged or guilty or shameful, God. But God, we just pray conviction because the conviction is good and it's godly and it's righteous. So we pray for conviction and not condemnation. And we pray right now that someone that has been carrying this for years and years and years, that right now they would feel your presence and they would be so set free in the name of Jesus, that today is the day that they are set free in the name of Jesus. And they would share this podcast and they would go and tell someone after this, look what Jesus did, not what Janine did, not what Riley did, but look what Jesus did for me. And that that person would go and set other people free by the name of Jesus from all the things they've been enslaved for for so many years, but God, that they would go and set other people free now. Because this is the hidden sin that everyone thinks that they're struggling alone, and that's what the enemy tells us, but it's not true. 
we bind that lie that they are alone and that they're hiding and that they have to struggle in this all alone. But God, would you let this person come into the light because the light is where we find freedom and healing. And we love you, Jesus. We declare this in your holy name. Amen. <laughs> I feel more set free. I don't know about you. I'm shooketh. <laughs> I feel set free. I feel on fire. Y'all, you got this. You are not alone. Please go and tell someone. Don't just tell us. Like, of course, we love for you to DM us. Please DM us if this helped you. Reshare this podcast if it helped you. T- send this to a friend that you know might be struggling with this or that might need to, you might need to share this with or that you know they're struggling with this. But at the end of the day, go and tell someone, a mentor, a parent, a best yeah. friend, because I can guarantee you their past is not so shiny either. And we are living proof. Like, I will tell Riley these things. I will tell Maddie things. I will tell my friend Sarah Ellison these things because that is how we find freedom. And the Bible talks about it in, in uh, James 5.16 of go and confess your sins to one another and pray for one another because the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So confess and pray. They must be conjoined. That's my best friend. <laughs> go best friend. That's go my best friend. friend. She a real bad nothing because we aren't bad. We're good people for the kingdom. We're good. We're goodies for the kingdom. We're good because Jesus is through <laughs> us. <laughs> anyway, I think that was a lot. That was a lot of stuff. But if you need to re-listen to this, just go ahead. Any any final comments, Riley? Go grab your journal right now. Sit down. Be with Jesus. Because you need to have an honest conversation with him. Yeah. And he loves you. He loves you. He's been waiting for you. He's waiting. Watch. He's just right there. He's like, I've been here the whole time. And he goes, I love you. Yeah. And he wraps his arm around you. And he's like, come, just let me give you a hug. Let me know. Let let me just like tell you. I'm not mad at you. Mm -mm. I love you. We got this. And he's like, we're going to do this together because y'all are. Mm -hmm. He's the Holy Spirit for a reason. He's a helper for the reason. He's an advocate for for a reason. Anyway, go and be blessed, y'all. We love you. Um, if this helped you, let us know. Yeah. And just some final, uh, random other things that are more administrative. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review. It really genuinely helps me. Do it. And I will be reading some reviews next time I film a podcast. I'll be reading your reviews. So if you leave a review, let me know. And I will definitely shout that out. And we repost every single time you guys, um, repost the stories or post the stories on your Instagram. So post those and we will repost them. And tag us. We love to see those as well. And we post these. I post these every Tuesday on YouTube. We can You can now watch these on Spotify. We also have monthly donators. So thank you to my monthly donators. If you want to donate, there is no pressure. But you are definitely allowed to. The link will be down below. And I will catch you guys on the flip side next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. And until then, stay happy, stay healthy, and peace out. Bye, y'all. We love you.